2: touchdown!
0: Fell into the middle of that
1: line, and it's a touchdown! Big return for Crowder! 85 yards! Darnold escapes, trying to buy himself some time, fires, end zone, it's caught! Incredible play by Donald. He'll, he'll immediately, he got the handoff, you know and that's the, the q <laughs> Oh my gosh! That'll listen, thank you.
3: From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason, you can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet one and we were supposed to do part three of a three-part mailbag, instead we'll wait on that until next weekend, because I've got the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang, and of course, above all that, a very big deal with me, Mr. Chris Nimbley of JetsInsider.com, and Chris, I wasn't expecting there to be so much news, but lo and behold... Plenty of it surrounding the Jets Let's start with the first and most important story That of course is C.J. Mosley opting out of the 2020 season Now I gotta put a couple of caveats out there Because otherwise we're just gonna have to keep repeating this every single show So let me just say this First of all, C.J. Mosley owes an apology to nobody He is free to make whatever decision he wants That's the end of it I'm not here to judge that, whatever Second part of this I understand that there's a possibility that the season may not happen or could get cut short. I get it. Everybody that keeps bringing that up every time I post something or say something on the podcast, I can't operate under the assumption that that's going to happen. I have to operate under the assumption that a season's going to happen. But, yes, I am fully aware that it's possible that a season may not happen or that it could get cut short. Also, I am fully aware of the fact that the Jets can roll over cap space to 2021 understand that perfectly but the people that keep saying that the jets are going to quote unquote punt on the season or tank the season this isn't 2017 where they weren't even really tanking per se but it was as close as you're going to get to tanking joe douglas and adam Gase want to win games especially adam Gase. they're not going to give away the long term to do it But if they can make moves in the short term to help their chances in 2020, then they're going to do that. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to spend huge money and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to sign big name free agents because maybe they don't think that those guys will help them that much. However, Chris. Let's get into the C.J. Mosley opt-out, and then we're going to get to the cap ramifications, but I just wanted to make those things clear before we started. C.J. Mosley will not play in 2020, and regardless of how you feel about him not being here this year, it's very bad for the Jets for a variety of reasons. I think we can agree. Number one, the Jets lose their best defensive player. You could have made the case it was Jamal Adams, but he's gone anyway, so now... Their best defensive player from last year, Jamal Adams, and the guy who was supposed to be their best defensive player this year, C.J. Mosley, both gone. Also, from a salary cap standpoint, this is very bad because now the contract gets pushed to next year. And so whereas if he had played this year, the Jets would have only been locked into C.J. Mosley for one more year, now they're locked in for two more years So you have that and the fact that, of course, Mosley has only played three quarters of football in the last two years. Not great so far in terms of that signing. Obviously, the Jets couldn't have possibly known that because he hadn't missed a single game for the Baltimore Ravens. But Chris, obviously, nobody could have known that Mosley would have that freak groin injury last year. And clearly, nobody could have known that a pandemic was going to happen to wipe out his possibility of playing in 2020. But let's talk about this first. Your thoughts on C.J. Mosley opting out for 2020. And is this something, as you understand it, that may have been in the works for a while?
1: All right, so yeah, I'm going to start off like you. First off, good for C.J. Mosley. If if any player is out there like worried and hesitant to play, don't play. Like, and if, and you're comfortable enough to do that and make that decision, don't come back and be scared and worried, like just good for him. And any other player that feels that way, good for them. Um, go ahead, do it, support it. Uh, you know, obviously CJ Mosley's got enough money in the bank. He can afford it no matter how it turns out. Uh, but even lesser player, uh, paid players, if that's what you want to do, go for it. Um uh, one thing I'll say, uh, everything you said about how it's bad contract-wise, salary cap-wise for the Jets it, is correct. The a bright side, though, is they do uh, won't have to pay him the, uh, the salary cap to have that hit this year. So they will, as you mentioned, be able to roll that over into next year. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how this is all going to work with the uh, salary cap taking a huge hit next year. Um, but they'll be able to get some more money that way. Uh, I agree with you that, obviously, Gase and uh, Douglas aren't sitting here. They're not, okay, we traded Jamal and CJ's gone, so that's Tank. That's obviously not the case. But I also don't know that uh, ownership's going to be signing off on, like, it's totally possible that they could think, hey, let's just go sign Genevieve and Clowney to a one-year deal right now, and ownership's like, no, we're not doing that. So I I'm I don't think uh, that they're going to be making any big huge moves uh, to do that. I think, especially with the way the season's playing out, and uh, if if you go and tie up that money into somebody else, and the season doesn't uh, start or doesn't finish, and then they have to deal with that uh, the following year. Um, but obviously, losing C.J. Mosley for this year after just trading Jamal Adams is bad. Uh, the, the good, uh, one of the good th- signs is it is inside linebacker. Um, you know, one of the least valuable positions on there. Uh, they are also kind of, uh, n- they're not super deep there, but they managed to get by without CJ Mosley and Avery Williamson for all last year. They, they, the defense was still pretty good and uh, they had, Terrible play uh, for most of the season from those inside linebackers. So, uh, A.B. Williamson back and healthy, assuming that he plays. uh, It's not as bad shape as, you know, it might seem at first. But it's obviously not good. Um, And, yeah, it's it's a shame because they signed him to that huge deal. He had that injury. They tried to bring him back too quick. It ended the season completely. Um, it's not something that he is not a player who gets injured. And then obviously this whole pandemic, nobody could have possibly seen coming. Um, but again, for this season, he's not playing. The salary is not going to count against the cap this year. So it will roll over. And then again, try to bright side, look at this silver lining in like, the cloud, you know, maybe, who knows what this will do. Cause it'll b- basically be two years without playing football for CJ Mosley. Um, but maybe that two years off from taking hits on his body will help him. And, you know, maybe if we could have looked at it in an alternate universe where Mosley didn't get hurt last year and COVID didn't happen where he was able to play all last year and then this year, but then maybe the back end of that deal, uh, he's not playing as well. Maybe now the back end of the deal, he'll be able to play a little bit better. Maybe who knows, um, I'm just trying to bright side it here, there. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying anything I can. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's going to be a big blow for this defense. Uh, just, I mean, mainly like you, you said, okay, they lost Jamal, who is the best player from last year. They lost the guy who everybody was saying, okay, now he's their best player. Now that Jamal has gone. And then who's the third best player?
3: That's a very interesting question, Chris. I don't think we know the answer to that.
1: That's what's what hurts about this more than anything else is it's because okay, you, Jamal's gone. Okay, CJ Mosley's still here. Is this that, that's that's all right. Uh, he can still lead them. And that oh okay, he he's gone. Okay, um. So wait, who who's 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 there now? Uh, obviously, you're gonna want uh, the answer to be Quentin Williams. That's what everyone's gonna hope that. Uh, once the season plays out that we can look back on it and be like, yeah, Quentin Williams is the best player, but you're going to lose some leadership with, uh, without CJ Mosley there. And it's not even going to be like last year because last year CJ Mosley was hurt, but he was still around. He could still help on the practice field. He could still help in the film room. He was still around. He's not going to be around this year. He's going to be staying home. Um, So they're going to lose some leadership there as well as that play. And who's going to, who's going to step up into that role? Who's going to step up in a leadership role? Uh, You know, obviously you still have someone like Steve McClendon, but like that, it's not quite the same, especially since he's isn't like a full, full full-time player. Um, But that's, that's going to be the key to this managing right now, where to go, uh, Who's the next player? Who's who's that next guy? And it's going to you're going to have to hope it's Quinn and Williams. But, you know, that's that's the big question mark coming into this with this defense right now. While sports can bring us
0: so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill.
3: Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Chris, I think there's this weird narrative going around that the Jets have great depth at inside linebacker because they have Burgess back and Neville Hewitt. And the guy that they brought in from the Ravens, whose name I can't pronounce, all due respect to him, I just can't pronounce it and don't want to butcher it. And Cashman, too, by the way, who was really bad last year before getting injured. All of those guys are depth in the sense that if they have to step in for a game or two, you can hold your breath. But they're not guys that you want to see starting the entire season. Contrary to popular opinion, or at least what seems to be popular opinion on Jets Twitter, Neville Hewitt and Burgess were not really very good last year. They were... Okay as placeholders But they were not very good They were bottom of the league inside linebackers Who ideally should never be starting So I do think it's weird that there's this odd narrative That the Jets are stocked at inside linebacker When they really aren't Although I will say Boy it's a good thing they didn't cut Avery Williamson Because if they had they'd really be in trouble there right now I want to ask you about Brian Winters, speaking of depth, because there was supposed to be a guard battle here between Brian Winters and Greg Van Roten, who was signed from Carolina. And everybody thought if the Jets were going to get rid of Winters and his $7 million salary it would have happened already, it didn't. So people figured they would go into camp with those two. I wonder what it is. ...that made them decide to cut Brian Winters. And we're going to get into some moves that they might be able to make theoretically in a bit. But first, had you heard anything recently about the idea of cutting Winters this late in the game? And does this mean that maybe the Jets are a little bit more optimistic that Clark can compete for a starting job right away. I know Van Roten is there, but he was always seen as a guy that was expected to go toe-to-toe with Winters. And some people even favored Winters to win the job. If they're cutting Winters now, is it just cap savings at a weird time? Or is it possible that they're a little more confident that Clark can actually give Van Roten a run for his money?
1: First, real quickly, I'm going to say that I even almost – you heard me almost fall for the depth at the inside linebacker thing too. <laughs> I think that stems from training camp last year uh, when uh, CJ, uh, Avery were healthy and uh, Cashman was playing great and looking great in training camp preseason. and preseason, and we were talking about how deep they were. And then, you know, the top all, – all three of those guys went and got hurt and out for the season – and then they managed to still have a good enough defense. But you're right. They, uh, Hugh and Burgess were not actually good. They were just adequate placeholders, considering they were the fourth and fifth options. Um, with Winters, I hadn't heard anything recently. Admittedly, it's, I haven't been trying to figure out uh, that. I, I wasn't thinking it because I thought at this point, if if Brian Winters was didn't get cut earlier, uh, you know, free agency time—that they were going to give him every opportunity to start. If he was healthy, he would probably win the job, and then he'd probably get hurt. You know, a month into the season. Um, but the timing of it right now—it it, just—it's—it certainly feels like, all right, Jamal's gone, CJ's gone. Let's just clear up some more money and uh make that uh, able to roll over into next year. That's the feeling that it has. Now that doesn't mean that it' that's a correct feeling. feelings are wrong all the time. A completely opposite uh, could be. So it could just this happens every year around this time. Uh, you know a couple teams make us a, a cut like this before training camp starts and then everyone's like, oh, they cut him now? Why'd they cut him now? They should have been given a fair chance to get a, a good deal by somebody else and cut him at the beginning of free agency. And, you know, that, that's true every single time. That that w- would be the correct way to do things. That's not necessarily how things are done, especially not in the NFL. And sometimes it's for good reason. Sometimes it's not. Uh, sometimes it, it's just purely for spite that I do not... Uh, I want to be clear. That is not the case here. It's not like anyone was like, let's just screw over Brian Winters, but it has happened in the past with other players. Um, But it's, you know, uh, overall, just looking at the, what this will do to the Jets, it probably gives them like three or four games where they're playing with an inferior uh, guard but it probably saves them two or three games of playing with the more, the better guard who's playing through an injury. And then, you know, the two weeks, it takes two or three weeks for the team to realize that he's playing through the injury. Uh, So it, it, it kind of probably amount to as a wash, even though I I think that they're probably going to end up having a, a less talented player starting in his position, It's hard to imagine that Brian Winch was going to go through the season fully healthy. Um, and listen with his, the injuries he had in his career and $7 million contract, it shouldn't be a surprise that he's getting cut. Um, it, it is weird timing. Um, you would have thought that it would have been done already. It does seem a little unfair, but again, this is life in the NFL. Um, But his injury history, go ahead clear that $7 million. We see NFL teams do that all the time. Um, I don't think that you can read anything into them being like, oh, well, now we feel confident Clark can start. Because if they felt that, they felt that when they drafted them. Because it's not like they've been able to get him – to work, do a bunch of offensive line work, and say, "Hey, this guy's ready." He hasn't been battling it out in training camp practices or even rookie mini camps. And mini camp, it's like they're still just getting started with strength and conditioning stuff right now. Um, so, I, I I think that's a little bit of a reach to think that that's what it could be. Uh, if that is, again, they they felt that when they drafted him. I, I just think that, you know, they made this decision. They decided to clear up space. Um, and it, it's hard to imagine that it's anything other than just freeing up money to, to do it at this point in time. But I also think, that, you know, during free agency in the draft that they knew right there, like, teams sit there and they have, okay, these are our guys who are definitely making the roster – These are our guys who, you know, we're not, uh, we're 100% comfortable with, not considering trading, whatever. And then these are guys right here that we could cut at any time. And Brian Winters was in that group. Uh, And this is just happened to be the
3: time. Chris, let me preface what I'm about to say by starting with this. I don't expect the Jets to make a big move, but. They now have $34 million in cap space. They're in the top five in the NFL. The Patriots have had half of their roster opt out of the season. Sam Darnold is a real wild card because if he has an excellent season, you never know what could happen. They just lost CJ Mosley and they are free of his $6 million base salary. He did get paid the $10 million roster bonus, but that $6 million base salary is not there. Jadavian Clowney is sitting out there Now I understand that Jadavian Clowney Is overrated Because he's not the lights out pass rusher That some people pretend he is He's an okay pass rusher He is however a tremendous run defender And at least when it comes to this team He would certainly represent an upgrade Even as a pass rusher From what you hear He's amenable to signing a one-year deal for a pretty solid sum of money. Logan Ryan also out there, same situation. He could be had on a one-year deal for a pretty solid sum of money. I just think that when you look at the fact that this is such a weird year, you've got Darnold as the wild card. Like I said, half the Patriots roster is opted out. Nobody really believes in Josh Allen, at least right now This will be the year that he proves one way or the other Which way he's going to go, I think And then you have the fact that you got that extra playoff team And it just seems to me that with two guys that are impact players out there Still available, that you can get on a one-year deal To help replace the losses that you had with Jamal Adams And especially C.J. Mosley it's kind of a no-brainer, and I understand you can roll over money and the cap's going to decrease next year, but remember, this is a team that, beyond rookie contracts, is only tied to two players beyond this season, Connor McGovern and C.J. Mosley. That's it. Every other player on the roster who's not on a rookie contract is either about to become a free agent or... Can be released with virtually no cap ramifications So I think that if the Jets are serious about trying to win this year And I'm not talking about a Super Bowl run or anything like that But trying to build on what they did last year going 7-9 and nine and improve this year And maybe make some sort of fluky playoff run in a weird year They should go out there and sign Jadavian Clowney or Logan Ryan, or even both, but I would say Clowney, certainly, or Ryan, one of the two at least, because quite frankly, there's no long-term ramifications here. They don't have to give up draft picks, they don't have to tie up their cap, and this isn't like Yannick Ngakwe. Manish suggested in the Daily News that the Jets trade for Ngakwe, which to me makes no sense. I'm a big Ngakwe fan, I know you are too, Chris. But the Jets can't sign him to a long-term extension right now. And trading assets for a guy that could be a one-year rental just doesn't make any sense to me. And by the way, for everybody saying, oh, they could trade for him and have a wink-wink deal with the agent, I got two words for you. Anthony Barr, no wink-wink deals around here, okay? Either you get a deal done before you make the trade, Or you're not doing it. And they can't do that right now because of the rules. So I just think that with all of the circumstances, I understand there's a good likelihood this isn't going to happen. But if they're serious about at least trying to win this year, especially with Mosley being gone and trading Adams, I think they owe it to the fans, especially since it's only going to be a one-year investment to go after either Ryan or... Or Clowney, or both. But I really think they should go after Clowney because I think he would really boost their pass rush. Again, he's not an elite pass rusher, but he's certainly much better than what they have. And he would help immensely in the category of helping to replace what they're going to lose in terms of run defense with C.J. Mosley. Number one, if the, if we were talking about
1: like two offensive guys, I'd be more on board with this idea. Um, because go get Sam Darnold some help, uh, for this year, uh, appeals to me much more than go get a Clowney Logan Ryan. So you can still probably miss the playoffs.
3: Probably missed the playoffs, but again With the way that things are shaping up This year, anything can happen So why not take a shot Especially when you found Yourself in this weird circumstance Where you traded one player And another player has decided to opt out Those were your two best guys You have two potential impact guys Sitting out there that you can get on a One year deal, doesn't tie up your cap Doesn't cost you any draft picks It's a very unique circumstance You have to admit that, Chris
1: come on now every single thing about this <laughs> this situation we are in right now is a very unique circumstance every day every second of every day i wake up and i'm like hey this is all a very unique circumstance every single thing that we're thinking through processing trying to get done going to the grocery store it's all super unique uh let's just uh, uh for play a fun hypothetical right now uh because uh, earlier on your intro you mentioned this uh you're aware that there might not be a season or it might get cut short but we have to operate like it's going to be a season mm-hmm. which is something you know that i've been struggling with for uh, for months because as i keep saying it's hard for me to think about this stuff when uh, with everything going on and just trying to figure, like think about how it, they're going to pull it off and still then me think about the football X's and O's part of it. If, if Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, that the Jets and someone in the Jets is thinking, yeah, we're not going to be able to pull this season off, or it seems very unlikely we're going to be able to pull this full season off. Then do you think that they want to go sign Jadavian Clowney and then – just for this weird, maybe crazy season that we might not have, and then they're they are still have to honor the contract when they do finally get to have the full season. Um, obviously, the, like I said, that's a hypothetical. I do not know that anyone within the Jets is feeling that way, but I have to imagine that there's some somebody in some of these teams somewhere looking like oof. I don't know if we're going to be able to pull this off. I mean, we're going to try, but I don't know if we're going to be able to pull this off. So I I can very easily understand and see a reason why people will be like, yeah, no, we're not going to go sign a Jadavian Clowney right now. This just doesn't make sense going into this season with so much uncertainty and so much going up in the air. I completely understand what you're saying, and and it makes sense. But I can also see from the other end where it's just like, now, and then again, where we end up, where probably still not going to make the playoffs. What big, What is that? Maybe they're better off just uh, keeping that cap space and rolling it over to next year. So I can understand your argument, but I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's the the Jets thinking right now. It's just why are we trying to spend more money right now with so much more uncertainty? And for something that's, you know how much of a difference is it going to make for us if if we were talking about uh, two signings that could make them into Super Bowl contenders? Then I, I think we uh, the discussion would be different. If we were talking about two uh, players who would have a much bigger impact on helping Sam Darnold, it might be more of a discussion. Uh, at least for me, it would be. But I just. And again, I haven't talked to anybody since the C.J. Mosley and Brian Winch's stuff. I I'm gonna start uh, making some calls during the week about that, but I haven't done it yet. But I just I I can completely understand it, it, it if that's the rationale and that's the way they're thinking right now. Hey, just so much uncertainty. Why are we spending more money?
3: I get it, Chris. But at the same time, as you said, you've got to operate. As though there's going to be a season. And by the way, what's the worst case scenario here? That they get you Davian Clowney for another year? I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. The guy is a multiple time pro bowler. Like I said, I don't think he's a great player. But it's not a terrible thing to have somebody like that here. Especially since, as we said after this year, they have a ton of players that they're not tied to anymore. I just think that... In a season where all these things are up in the air In terms of all these guys opting out And everything is in flux And you have the extra playoff spot You never know what could happen If Sam Darnold gets hot, who knows And you have the opportunity to help mitigate For the losses of your two best defensive players And all it's going to cost you Is one year worth of money It's not going to screw up your salary cap going forward If ownership tells Joe Douglas, we don't want to spend money, that's another story. But I'm saying from just a football standpoint, it makes perfect sense in the world to try to bring in Jadavian Clowney and really Logan Ryan, too.
1: Yeah, well, here's another thing to consider, though, especially on the Clowney front, because the Logan Ryan front, this obviously doesn't apply to, but Clowney isn't somebody that Joe Douglas or Adam Gase really, really want. A, a, he hasn't been somebody that they, they really want. I can't really imagine them being super excited about it now um, just because they uh, traded away Jamal and lost CJ Mosley. Um, it, it, Clowney, I, I, I just don't think that's the type of player they're looking to bring in also. If we were, if we were talking about Yannick Ngakwe as the free agent that was still out there, then I'd be more inclined to think that they might be willing to to do that. I just don't think they're willing to do that for clowning because I don't think they really want clowning.
3: I get that under normal circumstances. I just think as a one-year mercenary, it changes the equation a little bit. If we were talking about having to invest in him for a multi-year contract, then maybe. But I just think there's very little question that he makes this team better in 2020. I'm not saying he makes him a Super Bowl contender and neither is Logan Ryan. But I think when you have the opportunity to get two guys like that... And plug them in to help mitigate for the loss of your two best defensive players. If you're a team that's serious about trying to make the playoffs. Even though, as you said, maybe they think they don't think it's a great chance. But so what? In this weird year with all these variables, it could happen. And you've got to prepare for that possibility. If they really don't like Clowney at all as a player, fine. But if they like him but didn't like him enough to pay him a ton of money. This should have changed that equation, I think. Now, As I said before, I don't expect moves like this to get made, but from where I stand, if they are serious about trying to win this year and if they do think that Darnold is going to take that leap this year, then they should do what they can to add the two impact players that are left on the free agent market because they're only going to have to be tied to them for one year. It's not like they have to make some sort of long-term major investment. I wouldn't really be getting too crazy about the money that's going to roll over. I know that you want that to an extent, but as I said, so few players that the Jets are actually tied to that it's not going to be any kind of issue in terms of staying under the cap next year. And if you're the Jets, I think after almost 10 years of not making the playoffs, you almost owe it to your fans to try and do this because it doesn't hurt the long term. And all it can do is help the short term. So we'll see what they do. Like I said, don't think they'll do it. But I really think that from a football standpoint, it makes a ton of sense in the world. And I think that they really should do it. it would buy them a lot of goodwill with Jets fans, too. I can tell you that much. Chris Nimbley, the very big deal. Running things over at JetsInsider.com. Thanks so much for coming on for this special edition podcast. We were going to do a third day of mailbag. But, of course, the Jets had to break some news. So... We go into news-breaking mode instead, talking a little bit of Mosley and Brian Winters. I'm sure we'll have much more to talk about with this throughout the week, and I'm sure more things will pop up, too. We'll also see if they do end up surprising us and maybe taking a run at Clowney and or Ryan. What are you working on right now over at JetsInsider.com? I'm sure you've got stuff up about Mosley and Brian Winters, but do you have anything else, any other features?
1: Yeah, I'm going to have something up on, you know, how they – survive uh, not having Mosley where they go from there Uh, probably write something a little more on Clowney uh, uh, the possibility or what they do there Uh, uh, because on from the football side you're absolutely right there's no debate that you add Clowney especially add Clowney and Logan Ryan it makes them a better defense and I've actually think we've gotten to the point with Clowney now where we underrate his uh, pass rushing skills He's, he's not going to get you a ton of sacks, but he's still a huge disruptor, and he does still have some moments where he just goes oh, full just uh, absolute beast and just ragdolls people. But, you know, uh, I'll weigh out the pros and cons and all that, and then I'm going to be starting up uh, the training camp uh, roster preview stuff uh, this week as well. So there will be plenty of content up this week uh, at Jets Insider.
3: Go ahead and follow Chris on Twitter at CNimbley and at Jets Insider. Read his very big deal work at JetsInsider.com. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you go ahead and do that for us, we would be quite grateful. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but if you like what we're doing, it's an easy way to help out the show. So if you could do that for us, we would really appreciate it. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com.